Hey, good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. It's great to be here. Um, and I'm really forward to opening God's word together this morning. Um, who knows that our God is a God who speaks? Yeah? Who here has heard God speak to them? Now, I'm not just talking about like an audible voice, or, but who, who has heard God speak? Like maybe a picture or a word or God's opened up uh, a verse in scripture at a specific time. You know, it's an amazing thing that we have a God who speaks to us. Um, I've been uh, away for a little bit. I've had a, had a few uh, Sundays where I was able uh, in May to go and uh, visit some other churches uh, around locally. Really wanted just to be able to, uh, to just see what else God was doing here uh, in, in East London. And that, that's been a really amazing thing. I've really enjoyed that, being able to make some connections and actually to see some old friends that I haven't seen for a while and uh, I had a chance to go to a thing called Wildfires, which is a, a little bit like Focus. It was a little teaser of Focus for me. I'm excited for Focus, but Wildfires, some of you may have heard of it. It's connected to the Big Church Day Out, which is a big Christian festival. It's just down uh, near Worthing. Uh, and I took uh, our daughter Adelaide there for a few days and uh, we were camping and it was, it was sunshine uh, and a little bit of rain. Um, but we had a great time and, um, and it's been really good just to take a bit of time out to, to really listen. Uh, and one of the things that I feel that God has spoken to me uh, over the last little while is to say that God wants to speak to you. I think that's the biggest thing that I have heard over the last uh, kind of three, four weeks is that God has said to me, I want to speak to you, to, to all of you, to St. Paul Shadwell. You know, our God is a God who speaks. And um, so we are going to look at a, uh, just briefly, a, a very sort of famous passage. Lots of you will know it when we're thinking about God who speaks to us. And we're going to turn to the book of Samuel, uh, to the call of Samuel. Uh, so please do scroll with me uh, to 1 uh, Samuel. We're going to go into chapter 3. Um, uh, for those of you uh, that, that, that don't know, Samuel uh, was a miracle. Samuel was a miracle. His mother, Hannah, uh, couldn't have children. Uh, and Hannah prayed and God heard her. And, uh, and she had Samuel. She had this miracle child. And, and actually, uh, uh, after she had, uh, gave birth to Samuel, she then dedicated Samuel uh, to God. So this amazing gift that was given to her, she, she basically gave it back to God in praise. And she uh, sent Samuel to live in the temple with a, uh, a priest called Eli who trained him. Uh, an incredible story that we find uh, there in the Old Testament in, in the book of 1 Samuel. And uh, <coughs> I was uh, reading one commentary and they described uh, Samuel, because this, this, kind of this is kind of a transitory moment uh, in, in the way that God spoke to and related to his people as well. And someone, uh, someone described Samuel uh, as the first of the great prophets, the last of the judges, the anointer of kings. I mean, it's all a little bit kind of Game of Thrones, isn't it? It's that, you know, he's the father of dragon, it doesn't say that. Um, but, he, uh, but ultimately, Samuel was someone who listened. He was someone who heard the voice of God. And as a result, he and his nation were changed, transformed. Uh, and so we're just going to press into that a little bit together this morning. So uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, going from verse 1. Let me read it to you. So the boy Samuel, so he's just a boy, okay? He's just a boy. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. 
And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying uh, down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not gone out yet, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark was. So, and the ark of the covenant basically was, resembled the presence of God okay, in the Old Testament. So read that, you know, Samuel was lying down in the presence of God. And then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. So he went and he lay down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been yet revealed to him. Now a third time, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel! And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli, realizing that the Lord was calling the boy, told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling, as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel. That will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. And then actually God went on and he said all sorts of amazing things uh, to Samuel. And, and he and all of those around him were forever changed. In fact, God's word reverberates even now through the whole of history to us today. The word that changes, the word that transforms. Why don't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who speaks. And this morning we say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. We want to hear you. Amen. Amen. Well, if you know me, one of the things that you probably know about me uh, is that I don't hear very well. Um, yeah, it, it's a key thing. In fact, if you don't know that about me, you need to know this about me. Uh, I'm, I'm basically deaf in my right ear, um, so don't even go there. And, and actually, my left is not great either, but it's kind of all right. So I'm pretty much, basically, I'm deaf in my right ear, um, which has its kind of you know, good points, um, like sleeping at night, I basically just have an off switch, I can just, you know, roll over, gone. You know, I'm not sure my wife is, thinks it's quite as good, uh, superpower. So, oh, baby, baby didn't make any noise last night, it's amazing, Charlotte's like, what? But yeah, so, so that's a good thing, so there are, there are good things, um, but also there are real challenges, uh, real problems with not being able to hear 
so well. I remember I was involved um, uh, in a church plant in Russia a long time ago now, and um, uh, it was an amazing time actually in my life. I went out to Russia several times, involved in uh, in a plant uh, in a little place called um, Samara, which was about three hours' drive outside St. Uh, St. Petersburg, and it's just an incredible opportunity that we got to uh, to be involved in uh, in the birth of a church out there. And, and anyway, I was I was out there with a with a team, Charlotte and I. In fact, we we'd taken a team out there, and we were there for two weeks. Uh, and uh, and on the way back, on the way home. So we've been there for two weeks with, with a team. And on the way home, uh, this girl in the airport came up to, to Charlotte and, and she said, um, I, just, I don't think Phil likes me. I mean, she was, she was really like sad. You know, we've been there for two weeks. I don't think Phil likes me. And Charlotte said, well, why, why on earth would you think that? She said, well, like, every time I, I go up and start talking to him, he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> And Charlotte said, but, oh no, you do know that he, he's deaf in his right ear. She said, no, I had no idea. And, and, I, and she came and told me, and I felt awful. And basically the whole time we'd been out in Russia, she, this poor girl just thought I'd just literally just been ignoring her uh, and walking off. And actually, and this is something that happens quite a lot. And actually when I meet people, if I, if I, if I go to a new place, or I'm, I have to say to people uh, that you just need to be a bit, a bit careful and, um, because I'm deaf in my right ear. You know, hearing or not hearing is a real issue uh, for me. And, uh, and actually, there's some things that help. You know, technology helps. Um, uh, I've, I've kind of tried out hearing aid. I had a hearing aid for a while, um, which was okay, but I didn't, I didn't really get on with it that well. I'm not wearing a hearing aid at the moment, um, much to some people's uh, concern. They think I should try it out again. But, you know, sometimes technology has helped me. Actually, when I'm watching TV at the moment, I find the best way to watch TV is I'll, I'll put headphones in. I find that that's really, that's, that's really important for me actually now. You know, if you're watching a drama, I have to put, put headphones in. I don't want to miss that dialogue. Uh, technology uh, is helpful. But actually, what's even better, what helps me the best, is intentionality. And I've learned now that actually if I want to hear what's going on, if I actually want to listen to people, then I have to be intentional. I have to choose to listen. And I have to be very intentional about my position, how I posture myself in a conversation. If I'm walking uh, along uh, the street with a friend, I have to make sure I walk on their right-hand side. Otherwise, I can't hear what's going on. You know, my best friend, I know who are the people that really love me because whenever I'm out walking with them, they'll constantly be walking around to my good side. <laughs> they'll constantly be walking around. I think, yeah, you know me. You know I need to hear like this. You know, when I go out to a restaurant, I have to make sure uh, that I sit in a very specific seat on a table at this end so that my good ear and my better ear is towards the table. You know, for me, listening is a choice and I have to choose to give proactive attention in order to hear what's being said. You know, I think all of us, whether we experience some kind of deafness or not, actually know that really listening is a challenge, isn't it? Listening is, is, is actually tough for all of us. I remember I saw a, I saw a meme uh, once that said, uh, marriage is 90% shouting, what, from another room. 
I don't, I don't know if you, I mean, I, that kind of resonates with me, I have to uh, admit. You know, the reality is in our relationships, we have to choose to listen to one another. And sometimes that requires getting up and moving and posturing on ourselves intentionally in a way that says, I'm ready to hear, I'm ready to listen. You know, at school, how often did you get the answer wrong? Not because you didn't know the answer, because you didn't really listen to the question. In in the workplace, how often do you get to the end of a day frustrated, thinking, oh, if only they had listened to me, then perhaps we might have been more successful. Or for the more honest among us, you know, maybe we'll get to the end of the day and say, oh gosh, if only only I had properly listened to them, then we might have been all right. You know, listening is a choice. It's a choice that we continually have to make in all the contexts that we find ourselves in. And the truth is, listening to God is no different. The struggle to hear God is real because we struggle to hear. We have to choose to be intentional about the way that we listen. And I think the problem is, is that when we, when we don't make those intentional choices, when the word of the Lord is rare to us, then we begin to forget or never learn what God even sounds like. And actually that makes hearing even harder. You know, the struggle to hear God is real because often we're not intentional about posturing ourselves in a way that helps us to listen. And when we don't hear God, when the word of the Lord is rare, we find ourselves thinking, well, does he even care? Does he even care about my relationships, about my school, about my work projects? Does he care? Is God even speaking anyway? We need to listen. We need to intentionally posture ourselves and choose to hear. Uh, And this is what I want to encourage us uh, with today, uh, is the fact that our God is a God who speaks. And uh, of course, we see some amazing things here uh, in this passage uh, to encourage us. Um, uh, And the first thing is, is to remember that God was speaking to Samuel as a boy. I love the fact that this passage starts off with the boy Samuel. You know, Samuel was just a boy. So when we think about listening to God, when we think about hearing God, we remember that actually we don't even need to grow up much in the faith in order to hear. You know, God speaks to us as his children. Samuel was just a boy. He didn't need to understand anything specific. He didn't need to attain anything specific in order to qualify as being someone who could hear the word of God. God came to him when he was just a boy. And it's interesting in this story, we don't see him perform any special ritual. We don't see him speak out any special prayer in order to hear the word of God. And what does Eli say to him? He just says, just go and lie down. Say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. 
you know, just like with my hearing, technology is, is, is helpful. You know, as we listen to God, technology is helpful. You know, we've got amazing liturgies. We've got a phone where we can access scripture. We can, uh, we can access uh, prayers. We can be led in meditations. I mean, there's some amazing technology now that helps us to be in the presence of God, isn't it? I mean, there's some amazing... We live in a time with amazing resources available at our fingertips to help us to engage with the voice of God. Technology is helpful, but what is best is intentionality. What is best is intentionally choosing to posture ourselves and listen. You know, what does Eli say to Samuel? He says, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. The verse 8. Yeah, and so often when I've looked at this passage, the, uh, you know, kind of the big, the, the tweetable section is, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, that's the big focus, isn't it, of this text. Speak, Lord. This is what Samuel says then in, in faith. But I wanted to call uh, this talk this morning, go and lie down. That's what Eli says to Samuel. He says, go and lie down. And do you remember where Samuel's lying? He's lying in the presence of God. Go. Be in the presence of God. And there you'll hear the voice of the Lord. Now we need to, to learn to practice listening in the quiet place, in the places where we know we can get into the presence of God, to, to learn his voice, to, to say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. And I think as we do that, we then actually discover, well, God is always speaking. God actually speaks to us everywhere. And, and that is the great encouragement, isn't it? That's the great truth. Yeah, Jesus said, I am with you always. Yeah, the Apostle Paul writes, pray continually. Don't ever stop. Always be listening. That's the great truth. But actually we learn the voice of God in the quiet place as we intentionally posture ourselves in his presence and give proactive attention and say, speak. God, your servant is listening. And then, and then it's easier to hear him when we're just at home. It's easier to hear him when we're at school. It's easier to hear him when we're in a meeting at work and we're, and we're really needing God's encouragement and direction and comfort because we learn to hear his voice. Like Samuel, we learn in the quiet place, and that transforms us. You know, for me, I've experienced God speaking to me in so many different ways. I'm so grateful for God's word uh, in my life, uh, in times when I've needed to hear his comfort, his encouragement, his, his direction. I remember uh, even when I, when I came here, 
to, to lead the team here at St. Paul's in 2016, I remember God spoke really clearly to me uh, about coming here. Uh, and I was away, at a, I was actually away at a, a network, sort of churches network leaders gathering. Uh, and one of the things that we, uh, that we do there uh, when we do gather is just get into small groups and, just, and listen to God and say, speak, Lord, uh, and share. We share words and encouragements with one another. And, and actually, every, every time I've been to this retreat, uh, God has spoken to me really clearly about some really specific things. And, uh, and God spoke really clearly to me in February 2016 about coming to St. Paul's Shadwell. Uh, and actually, what was exciting then is not only did he speak to me in this way, but actually he then confirmed that in lots of other ways. I remember at that time I was working with a guy called Darren Wolf, who many of you will know. He's now the rector of Christchurch Spitalfields. We were, uh, we were working there together. We planted a, a little service there. Uh, and, I, and I'd said to Darren, I, you know, Darren, I think that, that God's saying to me, I need to go to St. Paul Shabwell. And actually, this was, it, was, it, was, it was a bit tough because actually this was a big change. And, uh, and I think Darren's a bit like, hang on a minute, we're, well, we're doing this thing together. Why are you going to go over there? And I, and I just had this conversation with Darren. No one else knew about this. Uh, and then we were in a prayer meeting uh, at CC Spitz, and one of the, one of the, this girl just came up to me and Darren uh, whilst everyone else was praying, and um, and she said, hey, you know, God, I just feel like I've just had a bit of a picture. Can I share it with you? So, and you know, me and Darren said, yeah, fine. And everyone else is praying, and she said, I feel I just just seen a picture of you, just like you just you just got on a ship and just sailing away. Uh, and <laughs> Darren's looking at me like. Did you tell her what's going on? And, uh, and, but this is one of the ways that God then confirms. You know, God is a God who speaks. And I could tell you story after story after story uh, in my life of when God's word has changed the direction of my life. When God's word has brought me comfort in really challenging, challenging times. Yeah, and it's not just for me personally. You know, I, I want to say to you that our church, St. Paul's Shadwell, is a church that thrives on the word of God. Everything we do, we do it because God says that to us. Uh, and I've been here for about six years now. Many of you have been here for a lot longer than that. And I think it's amazing the way that God speaks to us as a church. And I want to encourage you in that. Uh, especially for those of you that have maybe joined us and landed uh, over the last uh, few weeks and months and years. You know, this is a church where we listen to God and we respond. And actually the direction that we've taken as a church, the things that we articulate in our, in our vision, the way that we talk about uh, making disciples, transforming communities, planting churches, the way that we think about being a place of landing and launching. You know, these are things that have come out of God's word to us, you know, as different ones among us. And I'm not talking about me or, or Philippa or, my, or people that are clergy or team. I'm talking about all of us. This is, this is a, as we listen to God, God speaks to us. You know, the sermon series that we've had over the past years here in large part have happened because someone has heard the word of God. Again, not, not me necessarily, not necessarily someone on the staff team, but all of us together hearing God, sharing his word. And these have informed the things that we do. And I want you to know that. This is so important. You know, we don't want to do anything apart from the word of God because God is a God who speaks he speaks to me, he speaks to us, and he wants to speak to you, to every single one of you.
Every single one of you. So my question today, my big challenge, I guess, is will you listen? Eli said to Samuel, go and lie down. What might that instruction look like for you? You How are you going to intentionally be in the presence of God and learn to hear God's voice? You know, perhaps, perhaps God's saying, go, put your phone down. Go, get up 15 minutes earlier. Take some intentional time with me. Go and have a walk without listening to a podcast. You know, go and switch off the noise and the distraction and practice being in the presence of God, the God who speaks, the God who wants to speak and wants you to listen. Go. And lie down. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Because I know that God wants to speak to you about your family, about your relationships, about your school, your study, your work, your projects, your colleagues. You know, God really cares about all of that stuff. And he wants to talk to you about it. He really does. If you don't take anything else from this morning, I want you to hear that God really cares about the stuff of your life and he really wants to talk to you about it. So go and lie down and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Because listening is always a choice. God wants to speak to you. And he doesn't just want to speak to you, but he wants to speak to you on behalf of others. Yeah, I, I shared that little illustration of how someone really blessed me by confirming things that God had said to me. Uh, and that, that was, that was a, an important part of the decisions that I had to make in order to come here, in order to change my job. You know, actually, one of the amazing ways that God speaks to us is through others. You know, again, I could tell you story after story of how people have brought God's word to me because they were listening. And I want to say to you this morning, God wants to speak to you and he wants to speak through you. And again, let's just take that encouragement from Samuel, who was just a boy. You don't need any great maturity, qualification or experience in order to share God's word with someone else. You really don't. It's like the best job ever. You know, no experience required. You know, there is no desirable qualification. It's just God's invitation. Get in his presence. Listen to his voice. Share what he speaks. So that's what I would love us to commit ourselves to today and this week uh, and the coming weeks as we journey together to commit to listening, to hearing God's word. 
because we all get to do this together. I wonder if the band want to uh, come up. I, I want to finish with just this final uh, encouragement that I love in this, um, in this passage. In verse 1, it starts, doesn't it? You know, the, the boy Samuel ministered alongside Eli in the temple. Uh, and, and it tells us something, doesn't it, then? It says, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. That's what it says there in verse 1. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There weren't many visions. But you know what? It's not those days anymore. Is anyone excited about that? That's an encouragement to me. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. It is not those days. You know, what's happened since those days? And I'll tell you what's happened. Jesus Christ was born and he walked on this earth. And he died for me and for you to take away any barrier that there might be for us to be in the presence of God. That's what Jesus did. And then he rose to life again so that you might be empowered to live in a way that brings God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. To live in a way that brings the presence of God down. And then Jesus ascended back into heaven. Why? So that his Holy Spirit might be released here. So that the Spirit might move amongst us. The Spirit of God who speaks to us, who journeys with us. When, when Jesus said, I am with you always, he said that because his Spirit was released here to be with us always. You know, when Paul said pray continuously, he said that because the Spirit is always with us, is always in us, is always speaking through us. You know, we read again in Paul that actually our spirits cry out, they groan and they, uh, and they kind of yearn for God. You know, this, this is, these are the days that we live in. If Philippa spoke to us from Acts chapter 2 last week, uh, and there we read about Peter delivering this incredible sermon uh, when the church was born and uh, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit was released. And, uh, and in verse 17 of Acts chapter 2, he quotes from the prophet Joel. Uh, and he says this, he says, In the last days I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. The young will see visions and the old will dream dreams. Those are the days that we are living in. We are living in a time when God speaks. We are living in a time when the word of the Lord is in abundance. And it doesn't matter if you are young or old. It doesn't matter if you know God loads and you became a Christian 50 years ago or whether it's just 50 minutes you've experienced his presence. You know, and here at St. Paul Shadwell, it doesn't matter whether you've been here for 15, 20, 30 years or whether you've earth as it is in heaven. Will you stand with me? The team are going to lead us uh, in worship.